following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 410. It's a week late. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking on this whole new thing. New year, new me. Uh, no, uh, I got I got I got hung up into a, a, a pretty gnarly technical situation last uh, well last week. Let me tell you something. If I had done what Comcast, whatever they are, Xfinity, Comcast, whatever. If I had done what. Uh, what they told me to do, there would be a technician here yesterday. Today's Sunday, the the 9th of January, by the way. They were going to send somebody out on the 8th. I had lost uh, the internet connection by a week ago today, as a matter of fact. And they were they were going they were going to be a week before they could get out here to do to do. No, it was the Saturday. It was it was uh, yeah, whatever that Saturday was. That's when they were going to come out. The second, I think it was. Yeah, the second of January is when we lost the internet connection here at the house. And uh, I got I got into a uh, uh, an interesting uh, discussion with this company that encompassed about eighteen. This is not this is not exaggeration. Uh, eighteen people, uh, countless uh, uh, text messages. Uh, I, I went to the I went to the old Twitter bitch route. Finally got somebody. Dealt with a thread through that. Uh, they just were not going to send anybody out here until you know, like six days. And and I, I all I wanted to know was why. Why does it take six days? And they never did give me an answer on all of this. And um, of course, being the engineer that I am, I, I I began to sort this thing out, and I realized what the problem was. And it was it was quite simply, it was the modem here at the here here at the studio here at the house here at Studio A the modem. The modem had decided that 2022 was going to be the year it decided to snap. And so I uh, I unplugged it, much against the advice of, of, of Comcast, by the way. They didn't want me to do this. I unplugged it, I put it in my car, and I drove it to the brand new Xfinity, Comcast, whatever it is, office there on Poplar. For those that live here in Memphis, it's, it's kind of, it's... Uh, Poplar in, I don't forget, whatever it is, uh, near the Perkins extended area. Um, and and there was a sign on the door. The place was brand new. There was a sign on the door that said, closed until further notice. <laughs> it was a whole other conversation I had with somebody else about. But at any rate, I wound up driving all the way out to Germantown, and uh, which is a, it's a Memphis suburb. They don't like to call themselves a suburb. They like to call themselves their own city. And technically they are, but hey, it's Memphis. Uh, went all the way out there, went to their place. I was in and out of there five minutes. They were, they could not have been nicer. They were perfectly pleasant. I came home, plugged in the new modem. Boom. There you were. We were good to go. We were off and running. We were back on the web, cat videos, boobs, whatever. I was, I was, I was, it was like a dog rolling around in a fresh, fresh pile of shit. I had the internet back. And, uh, uh, Comcast tried to follow up with me on this whole well they did follow up with me there was no trying there was and I told them what was up and they seemed a bit sheepish about all of this because they I don't know I guess I had denied their company uh, money that I was probably going to wind up paying for some service call or something like that bottom line is I don't recommend this company I really don't but if you're living in this area you don't really have much of a choice I know there's like AT&T but Jesus Christ my neighbor 
Uh, I think he's still out. He's been out for like a week. And I think he was going to have somebody come out, I think, Monday or the 10th or 11th or something. I don't know. He was pretty put out about it. So, so yeah, there's that. We're back. We're here. <laughs> and some things have happened along the way. Not much. But there it was. So for the second time in the history of, of, this, uh, of this program, 410 episodes, I've missed now two. Well, that's okay. It happens. I took a week off. And I I didn't really feel bad about it, to be quite honest with you. Sorry. Uh, maybe perhaps you were expecting something different. But uh, no, uh, not that anybody really cares. But there there it is. So I went from the mansplanation to this. And something has happened I want to tell you about. And it's also a local thing, too. So um, uh, we're going to we're going to delve into we're going to delve into something um, kind of interesting that has happened. Uh, I mean, this year is starting off with a bang, my friends. It sure is. Good stuff, bad stuff, things. It's a year and it's on the way. We're in it. It's 2022. We'll pause. We'll be back. Episode 410 is next right here from Radioland. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling. The complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day. And for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 855-380-5703. 855-380-5703. That's 855-380-5703. Those of you who know me and know me well uh, know where I reside. Uh, I live in a, my wife and I have a home uh, that we bought, uh, what, 15, 16 years ago now in the uh, glorious Cooper Young neighborhood, Midtown Memphis, very famous place. It has, it has its own Wikipedia page. It's, uh, it's an entertainment district. It's a lovely area. The, uh, the houses here are all, you know, they're all old. Uh, this, uh, this home that we're in where Studio A exists is, uh, it was built in 1910. And uh, there's, you know, quite a quite a bit of a tale with it. This neighborhood uh, used to be, a long time ago, used to be a farm. I think it was a dairy, if I'm not mistaken. And then as the railway started to come through the area, and it, the, the, the rail line is just south of here and still operating. And uh, I was going to make a joke about coal trains, but I, that's that's uh, that's not that's not the case at all. Although I have in the back, uh, while, while doing some landscape in the backyard, I have pulled chunks of anthracite coal out of there. Because that's how they used to heat these houses. That's that was the fuel that kept the kept the, the neighborhood going, and this neighborhood was built by railway people, uh, rail rail railroad workers. Because just east of here is uh, is still in operation too is a uh, is an intermodal unit or a switchyard as as they would have called it back then. So there's like I don't know ten or twelve separate tracks and different trains come in and they. They uncouple and they couple and they do whatever trains do in the night without nobody looking, and the, the and it's it's still a thing. 
And uh, this neighborhood um, over the years, it's had, like any other neighborhood, it's had its ups and downs. And one of the downs happened before we got here. I didn't know it until after we'd moved here, but this used to be a pretty rough neighborhood. Uh, it used to be a thing about, you know, like drug dealers and stuff hanging out, it was, you know, prostitutes hanging out on the corners and, you know, hey, baby, how you doing? You know, hey, you want a sandwich? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, and and over time, as happens in in uh, in healthy neighborhoods, um, investments come in, businesses come in, restaurants come in. In fact, that was one of the things that kind of took off were the restaurants. And right here in in uh, in this neighborhood, there's probably I, I I haven't never really counted them, and I've never really paid attention to the number, but I think I want to say it's like twelve. 10 or 12 different restaurants in this in this area and and they're all you know they're all pretty cool i mean we have everything from a a delicatessen that has like this incredible wall of beer which it's which freaking awesome there's a there's a breakfast joint kind of thing a coffee place there there's a a mexican themed joint uh there's a there's a chinese joint yeah there's an asian joint called mulan it's wonderful uh next to it is a small bar that is owned by the restaurant next to it called the beauty shop went there for brunch today as a matter of fact there's a korean barbecue place there's a vegan joint there's uh what else is here there's a um there's a new orleans style po'boy place there's an irish bar here there's a "Quote unquote mid to upscale sort of joint. Uh, there, there, there's a there's a, a meat market here. Serves some small plates, and you can go there and get you get you an old fashioned and get some ass while you're there. Uh, there's uh, there's a there's a couple of breweries. There's one. There's a new brewery that's about to come in. There's a bar here that's that's really nice. It serves a wine, beer, and and these are craft beers and and bourbon. Believe it or not." Um, and uh, what else is there? There's a, there's another taco joint. There's another. It's actually it's like, and there's a new Mexican place here on the corner, which is uh, it's whatever. Um, and now, and there was right here, uh, close to where, to where my wife and I live, there uh, there was this uh, really cool breakfast lunch joint called uh, the Stone Soup Cafe, and uh, we've gotten to know the the owner over the years, and uh, she had a place uh, in Midtown before this called Buns on the Run, uh, which you know she had. I guess had since closed it up and then eventually got back into the restaurant business as you do. And she had this neat little cafe and it was delightful. And you know, it was like a home cooking type of thing, you know, um, you get you an omelet or some eggs and toast and good coffee. And, uh, they had oatmeal and you know, it was that kind of joint, you know, and, uh, they were open for breakfast and lunch. And that was basically it. I think on Fridays or Saturdays, they may have done a short little dinner thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything massive or big or anything like that. And uh, the lady that had it uh, had decided that she was done with the business. You know, it's time to retire. And so she put the building up for sale. And uh, in this time right now, uh, the real estate market is, is what it is, pretty hot. Uh, she eventually sold it. And um, the this, uh, this group that got it, <laughs> um, they're going to open up a, they're going to open up a barbecue joint. At least that's the plan, and uh, not just any barbecue joint, my friend. No, they're gonna they want to open up a Texas style barbecue thing. Now, if you're familiar with how this works, all right. Now, this is Memphis. Memphis is Memphis is the host of the Super Bowl of Swine. All right, the uh, the Memphis in May barbecue cooking championship happens here. It's pork. That's it. That's really all there is to it. Memphis and barbecue. It's pork. No, it doesn't matter where you are in this world. When you mention the word Memphis and barbecue, the first thing that comes to mind 
is pulled pork sandwich or a rack of ribs or both if you're feeling, you know, extra saucy. So anyway, this guy wants to come into town and he's, uh, he's he wants to open up a beef brisket barbecue joint. Now, he's done this. He's been in town for a while now. I don't know that much about him. I'm, I grew up in Texas. I'm hip. I get it. This guy comes into here and he's thinking he's going to do this. So he starts with he starts with a food truck, you see. And uh, apparently it didn't go well. Now, now I never I've never talked to this guy. I've never met this guy. Hell, I've never even had his food, and I'm sure it's delightful. I mean, it's kind of hard to really f up Texas barbecue. Really, I mean, it's it's smoked brisket. It's smoked roast beast is what it is. And you might get like uh you know some beef ribs and it, I mean there's some, he's a pit master that's what he does you know so he's he's smoking his meats he's making sausages he's probably got all sorts of fun stuff he's probably got a mean bowl of beans I I don't know never had his stuff but what I do know is what I see uh, in reactions and uh, and online and I want this you know from here on out I want this to be a lesson this needs to be a lesson for everybody because you know when you when you do things and when you say things, they can come back to haunt you. Prime example, this show from Radioland, every episode I've ever done is available. I've never deleted one. Unless there was a technical problem and I fixed it and put it back up. I think that was it. I run this thing warts and all. I have really no qualms with it because I've been doing this for a long, long time. I've been in the broadcast business a long time, and I understand that words have consequences, as do actions. So at any rate, this guy who bought this place, the old stone soup joint, is going to put in this, this barbecue place. And what's interesting about this is that he'd started with a food truck, as a lot of restaurateurs do. It's a thing. Food trucks have a low overhead. They're easier to operate. You can make good money doing it. I've I've heard of several people that have had great success with it. It's hard to go into a building, a brick and mortar, and get a loan from a bank to start a restaurant. You're going to get laughed out of a bank for the most part because restaurants have like an 80% failure rate. It's just, it's a fact of life. You have to be very different. You have to be exceptional the competition is remarkable okay so anyway dude has his food truck and apparently he was trying to recreate a phenomena in texas known as the line the line is people lining up to get your food so you would create basically what is known as a scarcity model okay so you'd say all right look i've only got a thousand pounds of brisket today so you got to get here about 7 a.m if you want a lunch you know, you know what I'm saying? One of them deals. And there were people that would line up. And I. And this is now, now I'm going on anecdotal evidence here, anecdotal comments, stuff that was said on, on social media, uh, Facebook, Reddit, uh, Twitter, um, a bunch of places. And uh, there were people that would go to this guy's food truck here in town where he, where they would wait like you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And when they got to the top of the line there, the end of the, you know, right there at the window and they'd say, sorry, we're done. We're sold out. Now, I don't know about you, but if I stood in line for 45 minutes, hell a half an hour. And I'm told then all of a sudden there's just nothing there. That's 30 minutes. I'm never going to get back. It's just, it's just one of those deals. Um, 
things didn't go well for him because of this scarcity model thing and him trying to recreate this whole notion of the line. The line uh, was a was a big deal in and of course in Texas and where I grew up was in San Antonio and and there were there were places that you know if there wasn't really much of a line because these places had like you know literally two or three tons of smoked brisket that you could get right out of the smoker. I mean, it wasn't, they, they, these were big smokers. They had a ton of stuff. So, you know, when I got going in the morning, I went to whip in there and pick up, you know, a couple of pounds and away they go or a sandwich or whatever. That was that. It was never any, there was never any cause for alarm, but this guy's trying to, trying to cre- recreate all of that here. And in Memphis, it just doesn't work that way. Cause I can go, God, there's got to be 30 barbecue joints in this town I can think of off the top of my head that I could zip into. In, right this second, I could go. I know of two that 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 I live in between. They're both within walking distance, and they both are pork. <laughs> uh, one over on Central, which is called Central Barbecue, and another one called Payne's, which is over near Lamar and McLean area. Once again, if you're not from Memphis, my apologies. And now this this place, which is across the street from me, now, normally I wouldn't have a problem with this sort of thing. I really don't. But this guy uh, plans on putting in a smoker, a thousand gallon smoker in the parking lot. I'm upwind of this. Pardon me. It'll be upwind for me. I'll be downwind from it because the winds tend to blow from the south. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to wrap around my head. The, 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 the point being here is that uh, our home is probably going to smell like smoked cow. 24-7. Not only that, he's trying to recreate this whole line business where people are apparently are going to be invited to bring lawn chairs to line up down the street with their coolers full of beer waiting on that on that fresh that fresh smoked brisket in a town where nobody likes beef brisket. Well, I mean, there's there's a place here. To be fair, there is a place. A place called Wolf River Brisket Company, I think is what it is. And it's over in uh, Crosstown. It's in Midtown as well. I hear it does... You know, does good, does fine. I I don't eat it. I don't eat the stuff. But um, I'm a, I'm a little worried about this because when this guy's food truck business, when he was having trouble with that, he would take to social media and would and would complain to his customers. Well, you know, I come bearing bad news. Uh, uh, me and the, me and the little lady here, we're gonna have to shut down our business because uh, well, we just don't have the money to keep it going. And then 90 days later, he would do the same thing. And it got to be, he was looking for some sort of an investor. So I don't know if the guy's bad at business or whatever. He's clearly not bad making barbecue because he's selling out. He's only open for four hours and he's selling, you know, what, 1,500, uh, 2,000 pounds of, of beef, right? So he's he's clearly got that down. But he's not doing well. He's not, he's not, he's pissing off his, his people. Well, it got to be this kind of a weird thing where he was doing this and, well, critics of him had taken notice and made all sorts of fun comments about him on on social media. And apparently, if you went to this guy's this guy's personal Facebook page and you and you complained, and you did it, even if you did it somewhat polite, he'd just delete the post. He just wasn't he wasn't going to have no negative press. So when he finally shut the thing down, we're like, oh well, that happened. Whatever. Next, move along to the next thing. Word comes out that this that the old place here on the corner sold. And this guy bought it with with the help of somebody else, and and they've got these grand plans, and they and they're going to be doing all this stuff. Well, the wife and I, and some of the some of our neighbors around here who are kind of hip, they said, 
the fuck? What the fuck is this going to be? Why, why is, what is this? And, and in Reddit, in the Memphis subreddit, they've lambasted the guy. Well, 50, 50. And he, he even got in there and, and, and made a, made a comment about it himself and what his plans were. And this is, this all came on the heels of an article that was written about him. Uh, and it was in the positive light. And it was just talking about new businesses that that's coming. It's going to be a bakery. It's going to be doing all sorts of fun stuff. Hey, great. I'm all for it. I'm just not for the idea that there's a not going to be any parking on my street if it's as good as he claims it is. And B, uh, the scarcity model thing is going to create this weird demand. So people are going to be like throwing their garbage in everybody's front yard around here. They're going to be plugging up the streets. There's not going to be any street parking, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that he's going to have this gigantic ass smoker in the uh, in the parking lot stinking up the neighborhood. And then he's going to have a meltdown somewhere along the way. Perhaps he's listening to this. And if you are, I make no apologies. Perhaps perhaps if you want to reach out to me, we can chat about it. We can. But you're going to have a hell of a time dealing with your neighbors with this whole thing. He's, it's, it's right next to a, a brand new apartment complex. So, and I mean zero lot line. I cannot imagine what it would be like to be one of the tenants in that place and every morning having to have that sickeningly sweet smell of smoked meat. Look, you know, look, it can be delicious. Smoked meat is a thing. I get it. You know, I don't eat it anymore, but I get it. And the price of beef is, you know, it's whatever it is. Uh, Word is, from my understanding, this guy's going to be selling pecan pie. Great. That's a Texas thing. Pecan pie. $30 a pie. Bit much for my my palate, I think. I'm not, I don't even like pecans either. I don't know. I know I come across as being, oh, you don't like anything. Uh, I'm to the point where I, I don't like most things. Let's put it that way. But he's going to be selling his brisket for like $35 a pound. That's a lot of money. And I think now is probably not the best of times to be doing any of this kind of silliness because, by God, we're still in a pandemic. We've got restaurants that are that are struggling to even remotely stay open right now because their staff is sick. Supply issues are causing all sorts of problems. We see it all the all all the time. I read about it every day. I don't know if this is a wise move, but I you know, and I probably wouldn't have so much of a problem with this. But this guy, uh, the guy that's that's building this joint, has a apparently a bit of a history of being kind of an asshole. And it doesn't matter if you're good at what you do or not. I mean, the guy could be like the best beef brisket smoker on the world and he probably is but if he's if he if he if somebody gives him any bit of criticism then he gets all worked up and bent out of shape and then he's arguing with his customers about you know how he needs an investor to stay alive if he hasn't figured it out on his own look i get it starting up a business is tough i've done it i'm doing it now been in business 10 years <clears throat> it's been a rough road, but it's what you do. And he was talking about, oh, my wife and I, we cashed in our, our 401ks and we've had to do this and we had to do that. And I get it. That's what you do. When you when you start a business, you do. You make those sacrifices. And you and I did. I did the exact same thing. I just chose a different line of work than smoked meat. But still, there's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I've never once, you know, in a t- in a tough time, turned around to uh, my audience or the the fans of Radio Memphis or the fans of this show and said, "Hey, look, guys, you know, 
Uh, you guys keep listening and stuff, but I'm not seeing any money coming in. I can't, I can't live like this. This, that's never, that's never happened, and nor will it ever, because that's just kind of how it is. So already, and this is judging from, mind you, what a lot of people are saying in social media, that this guy's reputation precedes him to the point where. There are people in this neighborhood that are probably going to have a bit of a shit fit over this. And frankly, I'm kind of one of them. I added to the Reddit post about it in the Memphis subreddit. Personally, I did. And it was a sarcastic thing because that's what I do. I'm loud. I'm sarcastic. And I'm and I'm kind of rude. I get it. You know, um, I, I hear from people all the time that say that's what they like about what I do or what I say. But it's but I try. But it comes from a place of honesty. And that's just it. And I made some sarcastic post about, oh, goody, I get the smell of smoked cow in our house for the, you know, 24-7. Oh, God, this is going to suck. And I said, fuck this and all of it. I'm against it. I don't want any part of this. I really don't. And I said, who am I fooling? What am I thinking? What am I saying? The place of, after, after dude has a social media meltdown, which he probably will, it will be a Starbucks by Thanksgiving, just in time for uh, spiced pumpkin, right? You know, from for white girl season. <laughs> um, of course, I'm being sarcastic. Of course, I'm being silly. Of course, I'm trying to make a point here. And the point is this: that whatever it is that you try and do, you do okay. But you got to research what you're doing. Do you think in a densely populated area like this that? Putting up a smoker is a good idea. <laughs> um, and like I said earlier, I'm within walking distance of two, count them, two separate barbecue joints. And he's right in the middle. I, I don't I don't see this going well. And I, I agree with a lot of people uh, in, in, in the social media threads that I don't think this is going to go well. And and, and see, there's a, there's a weird thing that's been happening in this city over the past several years, and it could be happening in your city as well. There's always there's always going to be a couple of these cats that open up a, a popular joint. All right, here's a here's a here's a prime example of, of and I've and I've actually eaten this guy's food, and it's it's fucking fantastic. That's, there's no toys around it. A guy by the name of Sushi Jimmy, and Sushi Jimmy had a truck, and he was selling sushi off his truck, and it was fantastic. He did really well with it. He did so well with it that he bought a brick and mortar joint over on Poplar. As you as you head into East Memphis, that place was packed all the time. They, I mean, he was he was rolling in it. Went there several times myself. You just would think about it, and you, your mouth would water because you were craving about how good his sushi is. And it was cheap. Oh my God, it was inexpensive. It was fantastic. Loved every bit of it. And then one day he decided he'd had enough, and he wanted he wanted to move to Florida and be a security guard. Now. You probably just heard that and went, what? I know, to each their own. Everybody has a dream, I suppose. So he sh- he just shut the door one day. No warning, just, well, that was the warning. He just closed it, and that was that. And then about six months later, he came back to his people, and he went, hey, I'm reopening again. And everybody got kind of a wary eye about it. It's like, what, what what's wrong with this guy? What's he doing? I think he he just wound up using his truck. He never reopened the physical location. Or he wound up going to a gas station or something. And then he got tired of it again, and then he left. And he, wanted, he wants to come back a third time. And, and, and the public is like, 
Fuck this guy. What is he what is he doing? So one of the big critics, one of the big food critics in this town, well, a society, a entertainment critic, let's put it that way, entertainment critic in this town, and it's actually very positive. Holly writes uh, for the I Love Memphis blog here in town. It's a very popular blog and her Twitter page and stuff. And she made a joke. She made a comment regarding the news that this new barbecue joint was opening up and said, she said, perhaps there'll be room for Sushi Jimmy to move in as well. Which I thought was hilarious. I really did. I thought that was just absolutely, and and everybody was jumping in there because there's there's been a dozen of these guys that have made themselves somewhat locally, socially, media famously famous, and they would they would do the same shit. They would they'd have a fantastic uh, God, Lucky Cat Ramen Bar. Oh my God, the guy the guy was people were talking about it. They were dreaming of this place in their sleep, and he was doing well, and then he just cut. He just closed. He just walked away from it. He moved from one location to another to another. For why? I don't know. I mean, he. You would think the success would sort of breed your own. You know, money begets money. You know, if you have money, you're going to continue to make money. That's kind of how that works. But it it, it it wasn't the case for some of these guys. Stanley Barbecue was another one that just came that just came to mind. There there were several places like that that had become sort of famous for this, internet famous for this very thing. And look, people are fickle. They are whether it's whether it's the restaurant, whether it's food, whether it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's it's a thing, and if people they they'll, they'll say, and I've said this too. Oh my God, the food's great, but the guy that runs the joint's an asshole. I don't want I don't want to give him money. I don't want to support what he's doing. No, it's plenty of other places to go to. That's just it. Memphis is a billion restaurants because. Food's a thing here, and, and tourists come to Memphis, and they man, they love to explore every restaurant that's out there. And I, you know, I, I, I get I get messages all the time. Hey, I'm going to be in town. What do you recommend? And and look to be to be fair, there are in my estimation, in my mind, because there are so many of these restaurants, there's about six or seven that I really truly trust and like. And I think that could be said for a lot of people. I think they, they you know, everybody has their favorites, of course. You know, <laughs> there are places that are uh, are. F- Famous for you know have, being on a long wait. There's a there's a there's a big demand for their food or whatever, and you just wrap your head around it and you go, oh, look, I've been there. I don't understand what this what the big deal is. I don't I don't know. I'm looking at you, Rendezvous. I mean, look, it's what it is. It's just dried out barbecue ribs if that's what you're into, the dry rub stuff. But that man, the place has a line at the door, and tourists have it in their head that they have to go to the Rendezvous downtown. I've been there. It's it's okay. It's. It harkens back in a way to we talked about it on this show. The 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 great chicken sandwich war. You remember that? You remember that business when Popeyes threw their threw their chicken breast into the into the ring and said and they went after um uh, Chick-fil-A and said, Hey, that's not the only chicken sandwich in town, bitch. You look at us. And and they went on this camp and it was a big fight, and the Burger King got involved, and Mickey D's got involved, and everybody says and and the argument was Okay, great. You got all of these people that are that are making all this noise about this fried chicken sandwich. But all you're really trying to prove to each other is who has the most mediocre sandwich or the best of mediocrity, if that. Because no matter how good it really is, it's still sort of, eh. We tolerate it. We tolerate that kind of stuff. And and audiences and, and clients and customers and people, they get, they, they, They've got so many choices now. Some might even argue they may have too many choices, which I don't buy. But there's there's this whole notion here that there's this idea that 
Well, you go here because you're supposed to. Oh, we go here because you have to. It's not it's not Memphis until you go to whatever you're supposed to go. But in reality, there's a lot of people that go, hey, hey, why don't we go over here? And somebody's going to go, no, let's don't. There's other things. There's better places. I vote we go here. Have y'all not been here? Let's then, then, then you can argue it. You know? Now back to the guy over here that's moving into this neighborhood. There's probably no doubt in my mind that his food is very good. I have no issues with that at all. I do have issues with the fact that he didn't consult the neighborhood about building a goddamn smoker down here. This whole place is going to reek of, of smoked meat. I have a problem with that, and I have a problem with this history of being kind of an asshole. We don't, life is too short to worry about this sort of stuff. I know, and this is like, oh, Rick, you're having a first world problem. You're goddamn right I do. <laughs> My wife and I, we've been living here for a while now. We we did not expect that there to be uh, a joint like that that's going to be opening up here, you know? I just, I just think it's a bad business decision. That's my, my opinion. All of this is my opinion only. I, you know, I, I, if dude, if you're listening to this, if you want to reach out to me, uh, and we want to do a thing, I mean, you, know, you come be on the show, come talk about it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Another thing about this neighborhood that we're in, there's mostly vegetarians that live down here. <laughs> Maybe not mostly, but there's a, there's a fair number of them because it's all these are all liberals down here. They're all hippies. They're, they're all the guys have long hair. There's are, there's no kids here. I mean, a few, but it's it's not it's not a it's not a family neighborhood. There's artists, musicians, um, as uh, somebody once referred to it. Well, geez, Rick, you live down there where all the hippies and homos. What do you think was going to be like down there? Of course, there's a vegan restaurant here. It's right around the corner. <laughs> one of the crosswalks is painted like the, the, the gay pride flag, which, you know, which is great. I think it's, it's fabulous. Down, down the road a bit is a big black lives matter crossing thing down there that's painted on the road. And all the, all the conservatives in this town, they just go, they go ape over this shit. But I, but I'm amused by this because it doesn't bother me. I don't give a fuck. Why don't you do what you do? I don't care what you do as long as you're not hurting nobody and yourselves, whatever, you know? Oh, hell, at this point, if you're going to hurt yourself, do it. I fuck, I don't care. It's, it, was the, it was the same notion with the idea that if you didn't want to be vaccinated and you died, then that shit's on you. I, You know, I'll raise a glass. Oh, well, you know, guy was a dumbass. You know, and that's just the way that goes. You know, you do you, and people will do themselves. And I know it sounds salacious, but that's just it. You open up a restaurant, you're expecting a lot of people to show up because, oh, my grandmama said that my beans was really good. And it turns out they weren't. They were just, it was just your grandmama was trying to be nice about the whole thing. So I don't know what's going to happen down here. I really don't. I think the plan is, is that they were going to start serving uh, actual barbecue in the summertime. I think it's going to open as a bakery before then. I don't know what they're going to do. If they make it that far, fuck, I have no idea. Um, I'm not into the into their business plan. Don't really want to be. Don't really care. It's just what the, it's what they're gonna do. So, I wish them. In all honesty, I wish them the best of luck, and um, I hope that they can find a way to work with the neighborhood. That's because uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I know it's probably some of you listening. It's gonna be God, Rick. You're being petty. Look. <laughs> If if you were living next door to something like that, how would you feel? You know, you can't say, "Well, you moved there." Yeah, but when I moved here, that was somebody was living in that residence too. So there is there is that. So I don't know. 
be that as it may. So there, there you go. That's uh, you know, I, I just felt like I needed to to, to get into that. And and, it, and look, it is a cautionary tale. You have to pay attention to the people around you and the people you're trying to serve, and don't treat the people that you work with, whether it's clientele or friends. You don't you don't treat these people like like shit. You know, you have to be you have to be nice, as the old saying as an insurance company, like a good neighbor. Stay the fuck over there. Hey, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. In the midst of the Great Resignation, of which we are living in right now, you could you can all, uh, historians may look at this and equate it along the same lines as like, oh, this is like the seventh mass extinction event in the world history. It's sort of the same thing in a way because a lot of people have had enough. And what are they? Oh, uh, oh these motherfuckers just don't want to work anymore. I want my pizza. Where come you? How come your place is closed? Because they don't want to work for the man. Dude, let's make no mistake about all of this. Look, I understand that, you know, life has to go on and these are first world problems and your store is not open. You can't get what you want because, you know, you feel like it's owed to you as a paying customer that this is what this is all about. But that's not the case at all. Look, we live we live in an idea of what capitalism should be. And frankly, this isn't capitalism, not in the least. No, this this is a hostage situation and you have Stockholm Syndrome. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Hey, it just occurred to me uh, that this is the uh, first episode of 2022. So, how about that? Um, not that that matters only only humans are the only ones that turn the page on a counter and go, yay, let's shoot something. <laughs> and boy, did they. Yikes. Um, so there, 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 there we go. There, there we are. I, you know, here's hoping that this year is, is better than the last. I think 2021 was better than 2020, you know, I think by and large. I mean, I know that, that your mileage may vary. There were probably people that would disagree with that, but, you know. Dude, I can go back to 2016 and talk about how bad that shit was. But, you know, it's, it's like, oh, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way it was. 2020 was pretty bad. I mean, that's all. There, there's no two ways around it. However, we're a couple of years now into this. And, uh, you know, here's 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 hoping that uh, it's that it's better. Here's hoping that uh, uh, we all approach this with a little more wide eyed wonder than we'd had in the past. Not going to anything blind and. 
you know, kind of make sure that we all got, got our shit together, right? You know, and look, we got to have each other's back because if we don't, then, you know, we're all kind of boned. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> that's one of those things. So, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're having a cocktail while listening to this, thank you for doing so. I'll drink with you. Hoist your glass and cheers to the new years. Is that what that is that the way it should be? Something along those lines. And here's to, you know, life and opportunity. But at the same time, let's all take a moment and slow down. Look, next week we're going to talk about it, the great resignation. Um, it, we should we should have a moment where we sit down for a second and, and get away from our jobs. Working 45, 50, 60, 70 hours a week at times is just not, it's not healthy, man. I know. I did that. That's why this year I'm making, I'm not really a resolution. I'm just going to change a few things up a little bit. Just personal stuff. It's not going to affect you or anything like that. It's just... I need to slow down a little bit too. And I need to take a moment to, you know, smell smell the roses and, you know, go do some of the things that I want to do. Life's too short to be, you know, to be caught up in that whole sort of thing. And look, I don't really work for anybody, so there's that. I got that going for me. So hopefully that's, you know, that's something that that will, you know, keep steering me in the right side. There we go. There's a new year resolution. Fix this goddamn squeaky ass chair. A little little mystery will tell us all of that. You know, you you just you just have to keep going. You have to keep doing what you do and uh you know, look before you leap. There's there's always that. Come into every situation you work with now, I'm, and I mean it. This is my advice to you. Come into every situation with your eyes open and your ears open, your radars on. Pay attention. You know, you don't have to be like spooked about everything, but be a little bit wary. <clears throat> know what you're getting yourself into before you commit. You know what I'm saying? That's just good advice in general, and that's I think that's how we're all look. We all had the shit scared out of us from 2020 uh, to today. I mean, good Lord, we we woke up one day and everybody was dying. Wear your mask, wash your hands, keep your shit together, and, uh, you know, everything will be fine. Get the shots if you haven't already. If you don't get the shots and you, you drop dead, then you're going you're gonna to be the one that looks like a fool. Oh, I don't know what's in the shots, so I'm not going to get it because, uh, you know, I don't know what's in it. So, hey, you're going to eat that ivermectin? I hear that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. That's why the way I, sh- I end this show, as I've done for years now uh, with, a, with that important line, it almost seems every week it becomes more and more important that you hear it. Uh, we're done. We're out of here for, the de- for, for this week. We'll see you next week. You know what's coming up then. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.